Brady Bunch. Me too. Me too. <laughs> no, excuse me. <laughs> oh, I'm about to go get my cowboy boots on. Yes, put, I almost put mine on so you can see my foot, but I was like, oh, well, the hat will do it. Did you taste it yet? No, I haven't opened the bottle yet. I'm going to. Oh, I took, I took a sip uh, Saturday night, last night. After a sip, I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm drunk. <laughs> uh... Oh, look at that. Yeah, I'm sharing the wrong thing. Hold on. I can never cite oh, this properly. Okay. That's okay. And welcome to Laughing, Loving, and Alive. For those of you that are watching, yet again, our technical difficulties, we believe in consistency here, so we consistently don't start on time because of technical difficulties. I love it. In a world of divisiveness, we bring you diversity. In a world of hate, we bring you love. In a world of fear, we inspire you to live. And now, laughing, loving, and alive, with your hosts, Rain Thomas, Elmer J. Howard, and Dr. Kevin. Welcome to the show. I am President Biden. I am Abraham Lincoln. I'm Dolly Parton. <laughs> I'm showing so much cleavage. Chris, well, well, well. Two, five, what a way to make a living. So. I love it. Hey. So, I just want to let the world know I have posted on Facebook. I have posted it on Instagram. I have posted it on Tumblr. I am one of the special people who have the limited edition called Prunes, the original movers and shakers. Yay! Sexy. Uh, and look at that. Talk about showing some cleavage. Oh my God. It's just, <laughs> it an X rated show. And who's Prune be X rated? Is, is that is that is that supposed to be you on the bottle? Uh, no, it's supposed to be the prune of the day. I have all these different series of prunes, and they will show up on bottles with their own names. Uh, now, are there any bottles left for sale, or have you sold? Yes, no, nope, they're all. They did a limited dish. Dish. I actually sold uh, twenty cases so far. Okay. Huh. So, so if you have somebody who's looking for it. Just let me know. And this raises money for breast cancer awareness. Is that the? Does it, it actually no? It actually does it for uh, survivors, especially uh, stage three and stage four, because a portion of it, you know, we do, goes to things that they need, so that there's money for them to get even simple things like socks or a gift card or a toy for a child because the parent is actually in hospice or something they wanted that they can get in hospice so that we can get it to them. So if you would like to squeeze a prune, Ooh. have a lovely rosé, support somebody that is a stage three or stage four breast cancer survivor by helping them getting back after their ordeal into a more regular and joyful life, you may do so by purchasing a bottle of this wine at Call me at Prunes Are Sexy on Instagram or shoot me a message on Facebook or Prunes Are Sexy at Hotmail.com. Ta-da! There you Easy go. 
And just so you know, because people say, oh, what is the alcohol percentage? Is it like nine or 10? It's not a sweet dessert wine. It's a rosé at 13.5%. Yes, um. it's going to put a little pump in that prune. Yes, it's a, a moving experience for sure. <laughs> you're going to be moving right to that. You're going to be moving right to that uh, outhouse going. <laughs> oh, because we're talking about like Texas tonight. We're talking about outhouses. Is that how is that what we're doing? Well, you know, they <laughs> did recently have all of those issues with no running water and no mm -hmm. electricity and all that suffering that they did. But Texas gets back on his feet because Texas always gets back on its feet. Hopefully they'll show their disapproval about the way that the electric companies have been screwing them over by voting them all out of office. But I ain't gonna talk politics because you don't believe in it. Uh, um, no, I do not. I like, <laughs> I like having friendships. And as Elmer knows, I can't stand people calling. People call videoing me on uh, Laughing, Loving, Alive on Instagram and Facebook. Strangers to chit chat. And, 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 <laughs> and they're calling you and what are they saying? I have no idea because She's I don't answer. <laughs> well, somebody reached out to me on Instagram after I did the post of, of of how howling good it was with my wolf and the two or three pictures I I did. You saw them on Instagram. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then somebody came to me, uh, reached out to me and said, oh, well, I do something with breast cancer awareness and you would be a spokesman and contact me. And I'm going to say, I'm not like, this has scam written all over it, baby. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah i don't know about this and so i yeah. went to the woman's instagram full to full or man or woman i couldn't tell by the name and i'm like they got zero posts and six followers and they're telling me they're this big person that does breast cancer awareness and they're gonna make me a spokesperson for what six people <laughs> heck you could do that standing outside your door i could i do more than six people down the corner underneath a red light and that's only in the first hour. Move away from the car. <laughs> so, Rain, how has your last few weeks been? They've been awesome, actually. It's been, um, I haven't released the one last thing that you guys know about that nobody knows about, but I'm going to do that here pretty soon. It's been pretty busy. Uh, the wine has definitely kept me busy. Thank you to everybody who's been supporting, continued support. Thank you. It's so important to take care of each other. And um, I've been, as you can tell, I don't know if you see, I've been hula hooping for like 30 to minutes to an hour. I've added it to my one hour runs. And also I've been doing the push-up challenge for the last couple of months, 50 to 100 push-ups three to four times a week. Oh, I thought you were going to say three to four times a day. Uh, hello, I'm still here. Are you trying to get me to go to like the, with the EMS or something? So, I know, welcome to the gun show. <laughs> now, now, let's not get political. Let's not talk about gun control. <laughs> oh, <Elmer. laughs> Texas, Texas. Deep in the heart of Texas. Okay. Elmer, how is your last time since we've seen your pretty face pumping it up again with that shirt? We've seen that shirt before. Do you ever change? No. Um, <laughs> this, well, I, you know, I, I'm sort of a brand sponsor with them. Um, uh, that's so gay. So I like wearing 
when wearing their when I have two of their shirts, so I like wearing them when I can, um, on 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 air. Uh, well, other than you know, just crazy with the still the, the tax season, the PPP loans, the second round, the um, changes in the tax law with you know the 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 unemployment waiver and now pushing back the date. It's just it's just still been crazy, but. Um, on the other flip side, in my other company, we uh, had our in-person um, casting crew premiere yesterday, um, and then last night did a virtual casting crew premiere for people who couldn't make it, plus a few extra guests. Um, that went really well. Um, it's uh, already been accepted to seven festivals. Um, we've already won um, uh, six awards, um, so it's it's taken off. Um, already out the gate it's doing yeah doing really well so that's been good and keeping me busy and uh yeah so other than that uh andy and i ever since actually i got back from visiting dr kevin andy and i've been uh almost every day some days we don't have the the time but walking 30 minutes trying to get out and get 30 minutes of walking in every day so that's been that's been good the last few weeks buy a hula hoop Uh, knock my hip out. <laughs> oh, you're worried about your hip at your age? I was going to say, have you ever seen his hips? <laughs> that, hula, what? That, that hula hoop is just going to go whoosh. There ain't <laughs> nothing for it to ride on. It's just a box. <laughs> you are, I really think you are drinking that prune. <laughs> the more prune I squeeze, the sexier you get. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until the reds come out. You're really going to be in trouble. <laughs> so, Dr. Kevin, how has your last couple of weeks been? Well, there's a few different things. One is I uh, came right from my hot tub because I have my hot tub now in the backyard. So I am. So that's why I am in my hot tub robe. Uh, so that's the story. Braggart. Of- <laughs> hey, it's a know? nice hot tub. It's a really nice hot tub. So, well, as soon as you get over here and. I'm coming. Cody, Cody's <laughs> already been in touch with me. She keeps on asking me, have you booked the flight yet? Have you booked the flight yet? We're waiting for you. Uh, I'm so, coming out. I'm coming out there this year. You watch. So um, so outside of that, I managed to get in front of my mirror again after a prolonged break of trying to heal a few old man injuries from doing too much working out. And so yesterday I got up and I did 45 minutes of Latin cardio dancing. I did 15 minutes of intermediate stretching, which busted my hum. And then I did uh, a half an hour of advanced Tai Chi. I burned 1,118 calories all before six in the morning. Yes, Yes. I love it. Yes. Today I was teaching a master churro class. So I was up at 4.30 getting ready for that. And all I got in was a Tai Chi workout, but I was teaching all day on my feet. And that's enough of a workout as it is. Yeah. Nine hours of sure. teaching. It burns a lot of calories. So that's kind of what's up with me. I didn't even think about it. You know, I have all of those t-shirts that are the managing the gift, not Medicaid t-shirts. I should be wearing those. I have a line of, I, I have a, I, Elmer's going to correct me. I always get this wrong. I say I have a line of clothing out, but I designed this thing to go with my, my working with ADD and ADHD. And it's these t-shirts and, and they'll say like, manage, not Medicaid, meditate, not Medicaid. And they're all dot, 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 not Medicaid. And so I, had, so I did all of these t-shirts with all of these different things when I was 
that I would wear and when I was out doing a lot of speaking on the ADD and the ADHD and challenging this whole drug them up and dumb them down and mm-hmm. stuff with the ADD and ADHD. And, um, but I've been putting out to the universe that I want to get my app up and running and back out because if people will answer 12 questions, they end up getting identified as a shade on the Dr. Kevin Rainbow. This is all work I did years ago, and it would generate a 27 to 32 page report on how their particular kind of ADD was best managed and supported. So we're talking a ton of work, but the people we were working with got into iOS and the first time it broke, we never heard from them again and it never got resurrected. So it's been sitting in my file cabinet. And this week, um, Elmer and I talked to somebody who, and I think that hopefully by June or July, we're gonna have the app up and available on iOS and on Android, because I'm speaking a lot on ADD and ADHD and people keep saying, how can I find out my shade? How can I get this kind of report? And of course, my, one of my big things is is to not medicate. So I have to get all those shirts out so I can. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't. You know, I'm I'm not doing the the shameless self promotion, but I'm promoting all kinds of people. You know, the mm-hmm. that's so gay. I've got uh, trouble the dog. I've got M- Melissa's. You know, um, book uh, uh, conversations with uh, Cooper. She's the one that wrote um, the the film that we just released. And of course, you can't see it because I'd have to tip it up. But my movie poster. Is up behind. Oh me. yeah, my, my awards are up behind me. Is there a shirt for the movie? Can I wear an ADD ADHD uh, shirt? Can I promote anybody? Well, you can do it. He's, he's got he's got shirts. He does have those not Medicaid shirts that you could wear. I don't have any shirts for the film. I did have a poster. Um, I gave him one away. Give them both away. Uh, not this kind of poster, but it was a kind of like a set prop poster. I had two mm-hmm. of those that I gave away one last night and one to the writer. Yeah. So yeah, uh-huh, I don't want to right. have a display uh-huh. of all my of, of 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 like all eighteen books I've written behind me. Can I just have a display with all the covers? <laughs> Absolutely. I tell people about your books. I tell people about the movies and films. I talk about you guys all the time. So you know, if you get some people that pop on your show and you don't know where they came from, probably because I'm out there. I'm like, yeah, you got to get in touch and all that other stuff. Um, so how do I get a shameless shirt to tell people that they don't need to medicate people? They need to understand and really find a way to get this thing right. I don't think we have the shirts listed anywhere, do we, for sale? No, we got to get them back up. They fell back off, mm-hmm. but we'll get them back up because a lot of that, uh, you know, frankly, when my app crashed and all of that work went nowhere, I kind of diverted into other parts of my business because it was kind of like surviving a car wreck. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm kind of recovered right back in the driver's seat so, and so, I am ready to be singing some Austin city blues. I was going to say, I was going to say, well, I was going to say, speaking of car wrecks, let's bring on about no, Texas, no, <laughs> not Joe James, but Texas. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, let's bring on, let's bring the man on with the sweet voice. Will do, do you want to, um, give him an intro? introduction? Yeah. Do yeah. a little intro while I bring him on. Okay, so Joe James, um, I physically met, or we met, I think it was like Christmas time when my husband and I went to Austin. My husband followed him. And for some reason, I was also following him. Um, and I don't know anybody in Austin, so I don't know why, but you know, musicians, it, it's really a small circle. And it's like, there's this guy with this 
passionate voice. And, you know, he's just a super nice guy. And I thought, you know, I felt like we'd been friends for life. Hence me like rocking my Texan hat. But uh, this guy is super talented. He has a beautiful voice. He, he plays like 400 instruments, just all around talented. Austin is so blessed to have him as a, um, a talent there. And we're going to get together and do some things very soon. Can't really release what, but Joe James knows what we're going to do. And we're going to be working with a couple other people too, a little down the line. A uh, big project, actually, huge, big Texas, Kentucky, Tennessee kind of collaboration and, and Canada. So without further ado, y'all, let me introduce to you the one, the only, the magnificent Joe James. Yeah! <laughs> Guys, thanks for having me. Welcome and to Rain, the show. It's so good to see you again. It's good to see you as well. You look well. Thank you for wearing a hat because I'm I representing know. Texas. I, did, I know. I came at well. If I was, mothers. What's he saying back there? I don't know. No, no. He's we, drinking. We, we, did, he's drinking. Know. He fell on the floor. Mothers, we don't see any of any. We don't see anything anymore. Didn't your mothers ever tell you you shouldn't wear a hat indoors? Is this yeah. ceiling talking? What are you doing? Oh. Wearing a hat? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I love you it. Like a red skeleton hat. You were saying. Uh, JoJ's, can you humor us? with one song that, you know, we're all going to get on board with, or well, maybe not Elmer, but I know Dr. Kevin and I. So I go ahead. You know the words. It's da -na -da -da, da -na -da -da. Deep in the heart of Texas. Deep in man. the heart of Texas. <laughs> if, I would, if I wouldn't have got that, thank, thank God that came to mind, because all my, everybody out here would be like, don't go to Joe James shows anymore. He doesn't Ever. know he's in the heart of Texas. <laughs> exactly, because I see the artist uh, Austin Blue Society is following you and the mm -hmm. Austin Music Awards uh, sent something to me about you. So if you didn't know who that knows? part. If, who knows? We are in Austin. So Austin's kind of like, you know, it's quirky a little weird. Texas. Little, it's quirky yeah, it's Texas. Like, it's in Texas, but it's like, Man, so, do what you want. You know, that's that's <laughs> Austin. So Rain, don't don't break anything while I'm away. Since I, I'm the odd one out, I have to go downstairs and get my hat. So but don't break. Yes, go get away. your. I won't We're touch anything. Everything. I promise. I'll I'll Just let Doctor sure Kevin. We're gonna break it. <laughs> make sure you're back in time for us to sign out, Elmer. Outside of that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I've been to Austin. I love Austin. It's great. Um, I. Uh, was there doing some work a few years back, speaking and and uh, doing some consulting and stuff like that. And it, it, Austin is definitely quirky, and it, yeah. it it is a world all of its own. Oh heck yeah, it definitely is. And that was what was so attracting because I, I I came from LA, like the LA music scene, which which I dig, you know. But there, I, there's more of a community here in Austin that I didn't feel anywhere else, you know, very welcoming community. And it's a, it's a, um, you know, a friendly kind of, you know, rivalry against each other. Like that kind of builds, builds us up though. and makes us better players, but everyone is just there to support each other and make each other better. So it's, it's, I love the city, man. And I love playing live music and, and, you know, see, being there with the, 
and not only the community of musicians, but also the community of supporters and, and listeners and lovers of live music is what was so attracting to me, you know, because you can find a community of, of musicians kind of, you know, L.A., Tennessee, uh, anywhere you go. But uh, it was the, the supporters of live music that was was so attracting, you know, the people that they just love to come out and listen to live music. You and want fried to, chicken. And fried chicken. Yeah, every Thursday night at Geraldine's. <laughs> what, you, what hat is this? So if, I can't find my cowboy hat. I don't know why, but I did find a, a bolo. That'll, t- oh, that'll do. Yay. That'll do. Look, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> now we got it. It looks like we're a band. <laughs> hey. Yes. I've got some Bad hats hat. I've written. Anytime you want to cover them, let me know. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. So, Joe James, I have to tell you, um, when I know the guest, I always pull back and I let Dr. Kevin and Elmer, who Elmer will ask you like one or two questions. Dr. Kevin, he's going to go in. So, just right. the drill sergeant. That's right. So, get ready. I'm just going to sit back here and I'm going to watch from back yonder. Ask away. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to make a comment because, like, if you want to get original comedians, you go to Chicago. If you want to get original music that's not full of a lot of attitude, you go to Austin. You know, all of the big cities, and I include Nashville in that when it comes to the music committee thing, are just, they, they actually don't sponsor a lot of uni- uniqueness and originality like Austin mm-hmm. does. Right. So yeah, I, mean, I, I totally agree. Very important. Now, a lot of times when we talk to creatives, there's, there is, I know that you have a uber supportive, like you are so lucky, what is she doing with you wife? Uh, I totally <laughs> agree. <laughs> okay. You could have said it better, yeah. But um, was, your, was your family supportive of you going into music? Your birth family, were they like all over it? Did you come from a thing of singers or did they look at you and go, okay, who played with the milkman? He's not part of- Right, our- yeah. Uh, fortunately, my, my dad, um, he's, he's a musician and he's a bass player. Uh, and we grew up with like, like Beatles playing all the time in the home. My, my mom was a huge Motown fan and so, you know, we were listening to, to Motown and, and oldies and he was listening to, to the Beatles and rock and roll and kind of introduced me to that stuff. So no, they were, they were very supportive uh, of me playing music, thankfully. So I, they, they kind of, you know, gave me the thumbs up and like, you know, go, go play music, which Good. is cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're more the exception than the rule. A lot of times when we're talking to artists. Because people are like, right. oh, no, you got to get a real job. <laughs> a real job, yeah. Yeah, I know all about that. I've been told to get a real job. I still get told to have a real job. So um, <laughs> anyways, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit also um, of you. I, you know, I checked you out a little bit. I spent hour, hour and a half listening to your music yesterday. Picked out a few of my favorites. Gave you a little heart on Spotify, kind of like you know. Nice, cool. Yeah, did did the thing. You definitely have a very eclectic 
darkness in your music. How would you describe it? Describe my music? Yeah. I just, I, I usually quickly call it soul, uh, blues, soul, and R&B. Um, but it's so much more than that. I would just call it like, a you know, songwriter music, music from the heart, like heart and soul music is what I would say if I had to put a, a label on it, but, but there's not a, a genre of heart and soul music. Um, so I just usually tell people like blues, soul, and R&B is kind of, of that round, but with a little singer, singer songwriter in it as well. Because you, I mean, you touched, I mean, on the few, on the pieces that I listened to, mm -hmm. uh, I really like the Jefferson, Jefferson Street, was it? I have to look it up now. Sixth Street, probably. No, there was also one on Jefferson called Jefferson something. Um, I don't remember that one, but I wrote a lot of songs. Yeah, I think it was on one of your older albums, but I listened to it like three times. I really liked it. Um, you had, uh, but... You have a little something that almost is a little folky at times because of the storyteller. And then you add in sure. that like, blues. I can tell you had that Motown background stuff. Um, and and it like it flirts with country, but it never really goes country. Not not the ones that I heard to closer, sure. closer to that stuff. I would say I would I, I wouldn't argue that at all. I mean, country is usually storytellers, right? They have they have a. Uh, you know that they tapped into that telling a story that's kind of visual in their in their songs um so yeah i guess it would kind of sometimes sway there because of that reason of, of the storytelling and and you know this is this is my life and this is what has happened in my life and here here it is in a song type of vibe would definitely kind of lean there at times i wouldn't argue that at all well, but I find that you have more, uh, more dimensionality, which is where the soul comes in, the heart comes in. Right. There's more dimensionality to, I thought there was more dimensionality to your music than what I would think of as a typical pop kind of country song, so to speak. Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, and that just comes from living, man. Like, you know, from from the life that I lived in, in and, you know, hardships that I've faced and that we all face in life, you know, but I feel like with my music, my, my purpose, my sole purpose is to, to not only, well, first and foremost, it's therapeutic for me and to get those things out of, of me, uh, but also to help others with, with my music, you know, and to show them that, that love and acceptance and, and to be who you are and, and, you know, that there's people out there that it, to come just as you are, like pe there's people out there that will listen to you, just talk to people and express yourself and, and be you, you know? Uh, and so a lot of those songs for me, I know it's a thera therapeutic thing for, for me to, to write those things down, to get them out of my head. Cause I know a lot of us, you know, there's a lot of people that battle with depression. I know I do. And that they have those thoughts in their mind and you got, you have to deflect them and you have to think positive thoughts and you have to give, get some of those thoughts on, you know, onto paper or, or talk to somebody about those thoughts, you know? Um, and so for me, I'm, I, I feel like I'm here to preach that to, to others. And that's like my purpose and, 
here uh, on this earth is to like help others through this gift that I, ha I have, you know, and, which is songwriting. Well, you certainly have a gift for it. Uh, Sixth Street was one of the other ones that I put down that I really liked. Um, but... I love that song, man. It's funny. It, it's not my favorite song, but everybody loves that song. Like every time I play it, I think there's a relatable um, aspect to it. Of, Absolutely. Yeah, and in the song, it's called Sixth Street, and I wrote it while I was on Sixth Street here in, in Austin. Um, and I remember first, when I first got here, I, I started playing, there you go. Oh, you didn't pour <laughs> anything. <laughs> but Be I started, glad. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I started playing the, these, uh, these bars in Austin uh, on Sixth Street, and if you ever, if anyone's ever been to Sixth Street, there's, there's, it's just packed on the weekends, right? And you know, uh, with someone who deals with with getting in their mind too much, like I started to think, like, man, you know, how, like, isn't it crazy that I could feel alone with so many people around me? You know, and it was just a yep. wild thought, and I was like, okay, I got to get that on the to paper and into. Uh, you know, a melody. And the song sounds like it's talking to uh, someone like a, you know, a lover, like, but it's not, it's talking to, it's me talking to me. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those weird songs where I'm like talking to myself in it, you know, talking about how uh, here's to another night where I'm just trying to fight the feeling that I get when I think of you and that's like the loneliness, right? And so that it's one of those songs that have, have you think it's it's talking about, like I'm talking about someone I, I loved or cared for. And I am I'm talking about myself, but I'm talking about that loneliness that you can feel while you're still around a bunch of people. And it's so important to emphasize on that too, that you need to express that to folks. And you need to talk that out, you know, which still to this day, I'm, I'm learning to do. And that's why therapy is a great thing. Well, my, my primary practice the last 31 years has been as a spiritual coach, counselor, and catalyst. Oh, nice. So, you know, when we tell our story, I tell a lot more stories through poetry than through song, but it's the same thing. When we process through those words, we are finding a way to give people the words that they don't have. And they right. need us, the wordsmith, to be able to give them the words to connect to so that mm. they can then attach it to the pain and allow the pain to be outside of them so it can go somewhere. Right. And yeah, said, go ahead. No, yeah, I was, I was just totally agreeing, yeah. And on Sixth Street, when you were singing this song to yourself and you said, people think I'm singing it to somebody I love and care about, and I am, I'm singing it to myself. I would say there were moments in that song that there was a question of how much did you love and care about yourself? That there was some struggle about loving and caring for yourself. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's still something that, that, and I'm glad I'm talking to you guys about it here. And, you know, and it's, it's good for me to express it. And also good for someone else to hear it as well, um, because a lot of times people feel alone in those those stages. So yeah, I mean, 
in that time and still like I I battle like that love and appreciation for myself because I I don't want to go too deep into things that I've been in in my past but like depression has has been a thing that's popped up it doesn't define me it doesn't own me but it it rears its its ugly little head you know sometimes but uh I was 300 pounds at one time I lost all that weight I've I battled with you know uh self-worth and and what people think about me you know um and like I still kind of even though I lost all the weight I still have have some issues that I'm I still try to work through but I found that it's it's so important to know how important you are, you know, and to, to talk to somebody and to let that out or write it out or, or see a therapist or see somebody to, to talk to, to express those things, you know? So. I, uh, I, I go ahead. No, no, go for it. I was going to say, I sometimes run rooms in, in clubhouse. I don't know if you've heard of clubhouse or not yet. Uh, it's a, uh, it's an up-and-coming social media platform that's really rocking it and they have a lot yeah. of musicians there that are like promoting their songs and a lot of other kinds but I, I will run rooms on empowerment through song like mm -hmm. taking apart the lyrics of a good song and then wrapping it out so that the people that are in the room can like own each lyric and feel it and attach to it so that they can move and I can do that I do it with poetry as well but I can do that yeah. because people like you are writing those songs I can work with. Right. So That's even cool. when you don't know who they are, know that you're touching them. That's beautiful. And I think that your struggle of not feeling like you're enough and comparing yourself unfairly uh, is part of the demon that often creative people deal with. Mm -hmm. is that we have a struggle by being creatives and, and doing that, that we are oftentimes putting out a piece of ourselves and it's hard to separate that piece. And, you know, I, I always try to tell when I do, when I do mentoring with poetry and other things, it's like, you, you only, you, you are successful when they feel something, but you can never own what they feel. And it may never be what you felt, but if you made them feel something, if you gave them a venue to feel something, you are successful. Your yeah. music provides a venue for people to feel something. No question. Yeah. And that's so On great. The heels, great. I'm sorry. No, uh, yeah, it's great to hear that too. I mean, because as, as musicians, like sometimes we, we get lost and like, like, well, what are we, what are we even doing this for? Because it's like, we, we, we do it for our th own therapy to get those things out, but then you go and play the music afterward. And, you know, there is a huge purpose and, and there's a, there's only a handful of people and some people want to do it because they want to be cool and like want to, you know, wear, wear a hat and wear cool clothes and get up on stage and like, you know, shake the butt which is fun and I do but like it's so much more to that for me you know I've never and seen you shake your butt on the stage can you get you up and, been behind me. and show it show us <laughs> like to see an example well I was sitting down <laughs> that time and that's right. why okay <laughs> you gotta come see me with the full band 
Uh, no, I so, agree with Dr. Kevin. Can you get up and give us a preview of what it is you're doing on stage? No, this is quarantine times. Like, I don't, you know, I can't show you that because I don't have, you know, my, my stage pants on. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. That's all right. You can take your pants off. We don't care. <laughs> this is Facebook. We'll get kicked off so fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the end of this show. <laughs> Speaking of Facebook, does anybody want to uh, follow up with some comments? Um, do we, I don't, do we have any there? I'm, I've yeah. got a couple more questions, uh, that I want to ask him. Yeah. You are such a storyteller. I'd like to know what is the story that you've really wanted to tell that you haven't been able to tell yet? Man. Um, there's one, but it's, it's a very personal one. And I, I don't think I'm, I'm comfortable with sharing it like yeah. now. Uh, that's going to take a therapy session to share. Uh, you got you my know. number. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I was going to say, you know, if you do it here on the radio show with Dr. Kevin, he won't charge you his fee. <laughs> and I ain't cheap. I'm really good, but I ain't cheap. But they, yeah, exactly. That's you debatable. You, are. You, pay, you get what you pay for. <laughs> that's debatable. <laughs> Which part is debatable? You think the I should trade my uh, Okay. I have a question. So, well, actually, I guess it's uh, just kind of piggybacking off of what Dr. Kevin was saying earlier about, you know, your, what you were, you give that to the world and you talk about it. And, and you know, uh, Joe James, you talk about um, as creatives, we kind of release it. But once we release it all, and I'm sure you can understand this, We've given it all, we're completely tapped out, all the energy's gone, We've, and then to go home, I mean, you're in front of all these people and you're having a good time and people think you are having the time of your life and you really are an empty vessel at that point. You are alone, even though you're surrounded by thousands of people and you go home right. and you start thinking about, you know, what, could, what more can you do? And how, did I help anybody? And did I give my best show? And you know, those kind of things. And I think they also get you to that, like depression kind of sneaks in because it's a trick. You know, we sure. always want to be better. And I think that's just all creatives. What could I do better? What, what could I do? What could I have given? But how do you refill? Because, you know, my friends always tease me. They're like, you better get some rest because, you know, you can't pour out of an empty wine glass. I'm like, I understand that. How do you re-energize? Well, and then there's that. There's wine. <laughs> But how do you get yeah. to that place where you feel like once you've given it all, you've left it all out there, how do you revitalize and re-energize and, and replenish? And like recharge. Yeah. Um, you take a week off social media and hang out with your wife. That's exactly how I do it. Yeah. And there's so many ways. There's, I mean, there, I, 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 I recently just did that. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I told great. you I was stalking you. I'm interviewing you. Of course I stalked <laughs> you. I looked was, at that video. <laughs> And it was fantastic, but like, I found like meditation and uh, I'm a very spiritual person. I believe in God. Uh, so like talking and praying and, and, and getting that energy and, and, um, and, and meditation, you know, and writing things down and talking to my wife about some of the things that I'm dealing with. And in those thoughts, maybe that I have, I don't want to keep them in here because uh, I feel... <clears throat> For me that's dangerous to just keep them inside your head like they're not supposed to be in there they aren't you 
you know, and you got to get them out. Um, and whether that be writing them on a piece of paper, uh, writing down what they are and then crumbling them up, up and throwing them, them in the trash, you know, uh, like that. And that's where they belong. And so like that type of when I'm feeling that after everything and I just feel drained and I'm like, I'll, I'll do things like that. I'll meditate. I'll pray. Uh, I'll talk to my wife. Um, you know, I'll write those things down in a journal and kind of just get them out and start to feel because it's, it's only when those thoughts come in and those thoughts usually do at weird times or sometimes after you play a show and like, you know, the lights and the yep. everything and then it's, you know, yeah. And so, and you, you know, you have all the people, you have your guitar and you're like, you're getting it all out and then it just stops. And that takes its toll on someone over, over time as well. Like you, it's, it's so expressive and you're getting all this energy out and you're kind of taking it all out on, on your guitar or on your microphone or, and just screaming it out. And then when that feel good therapy ends and you're helping people with the songs and all this stuff, and then it just, the lights are down, you know, you're in your bed or whatever, you know, it may, maybe the next day too, and you have all those thoughts and maybe it comes like for creatives, that's, that's nine times out of 10, how, how it sneaks in. But, you know, some other people, they have that as well. It sneaks in at certain times after they get off work or after whatever. And yeah, that, that's the best way for me. And that's how uh, I've been trying to work through it, but I'll be honest with you guys. Like recently I've had a, a few like spurts where I'm, I'm just like, I was, I'm too, I'm in here too much, you know? And so I made the conscious decision to go and, and to talk it out, like to get it all out and let people know. And also to go see it like a therapist to talk mm -hmm. those things out as well, you know, well, cause I don't want those thoughts to, to run my life, you know, because they're not who I am and they don't make me and so and that's why I, I keep I keep going back to this but I feel like that's what my purpose is here like to to let people know and to help people in that way like hey I deal with that too you know and there's millions of people that deal with it you know mm -hmm. and some of the people that were unfortunate that it got to them they didn't say anything you know and they they shut themselves out don't do that you know, talk to people. And so, yeah, that's, the, those are my ways of getting, recharging and getting it all out and, and clearing the slate and start starting uh, new. I like it. Yeah, we got deep there, man. So I, I have uh, one question and it reminds me of, um, you know, lately show with James Gordon when Gordon, when he asks Reggie, do you have one question for our guests on the, on the couch? Um, uh, this is probably going to be the hardest question you're going to have to answer all night. It's really, really oh, heavy man. and heady and stuff. And I want you to include, I'm out of here, <laughs> including yourself. You mentioned earlier that we look like a band. So including yourself in this, I want you to go around and describe who, uh, who each one of us are in this laughing, loving and alive band. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, I, I'm just going to relate it to the Beatles. Can we be the Beatles in this band? Are, are, 
yeah, let's see. Um, this is a this is a hard question. <laughs> it's a great question, Elmer. Let's say uh, the doctor is Paul McCartney. He's a bass player. He's doing the thing. Um, just because. You know what I'm gonna do? No, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say Elmer is is George. You know, you're cool, you're calm, you're collected. So you're just that the guitar player. You're wanting to get your songs in, but you're like, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not too sure. Um, let's see, Rain. I'm just. This is my favorite Beatle, and since you're one of my favorite people, I'm just gonna give you your John Lennon because you have that thing, you know. And I'll be Ringo. I like it. <laughs> That's a good question. You got out of it gracefully. I'm always, I'm always up front. So just let me take a. I'm just going to take a step back in this, in this band. I'm just going to be in the back hitting the drums, getting all my frustrations out on a drum set. You know. So yeah, that's who we are. Nice. I like that. Thank okay. The bass player. We got Doctor as the bass player. We got Rain as rhythm married to guitar. Yoko Ono. <laughs> married to Yoko. She's a powerhouse. And we got you as, as George Harrison, the quiet one. But man, he he was deadly. He came in on that that uh yeah. Abbey Road and he wrote some hit hits. You got something, you got Here Comes the Sun. Like he 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 made them go out with a bang. Impressive. Well that's it. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. That's really cool. You said we had questions. Who's asking questions? Well, Who we had comments. Comments on Facebook. Comments. Anybody say anything? Really worth, worth that that required responses. So I've got another. So if there is, jump in, Elmer. I want to. I've got a couple more questions here. So um, if. You see what I'm holding? Uh, yes, it looks like a heart. Yep, looks like a red butt. <laughs> it's a, red, it's a big old red booty. Red <laughs> no, I'd be this way. Heart. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, I think we're messing this up, Rain. <laughs> this is probably going to be really good, and we we just screwed it up. Thank you. Um, <laughs> do you? Okay, think, sorry. Do. Joe James, do you mm -hmm. think you can throw this to me? That I could throw it to you? Yeah. Like right now? Yep. Um, I don't, well, my, my first answer is gonna be no, because I'm not right there to <laughs> physically throw it to you. You can't throw this to me because you don't own it. You don't have it. Right. The voices in our head, we have to discover where they came from. They came from somewhere. And so we need to talk to them, understand where they came from. We have to own that they actually are part of us that we're choosing to outgrow or to or to transform or to transmute. But as long as we go, no, that's not me, that's not me. And then we go, when I'm not looking, it comes back. 
It's because we never went through the process of what created those voices in the head. Where did they mm -hmm. come? And sometimes those voices gave you some of that depth that shows up in your songs. You wouldn't have the powerful songs that you have and make the difference in the world you do and touch the people that you have touched if you didn't have the journey you had. So we need to recognize it, own it, thank it, see where it comes from and heal it. Because those voices in the head are just screaming to you because they want attention for you to heal the wound they're coming from. And if we just mm. push them away and ignore them, then they will never go away. The wound will never heal. Mm. So I want you to think about that because some of the voices in your head have made you the creative genius you are. And in right. understanding the wound, you're going to be able to transmute that into songs that will help the world and get rid of the voices actively pursuing you. You will befriend them and they will become part of you in a way that reminds you where you have come from. I always say people that are here to do healing in the world of any kind and creatives do healing. Right. We go through some of the toughest tunnels. We go through some of the most you know, God awful stuff and survive it and get beyond it so we can take the torch that we survived and what we learned and go back in and illuminate the way for the people that are lost behind us. Mm. And show them the way out. Wow, yeah. So it's part of your creative genius. And the more that you understand it, heal it and integrate it, it will shift and change your music to even a higher, more powerful, evolving lev level as your maturity in your life moves forward because of it. Does that make sense? That makes, yeah, total sense. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, that, I would have never thought of it in that specific way. And uh, is, that'll that that'll be one hundred and fifty dollars. We take cash, credit cards, check, uh, yeah. and even Venmo, Venmo. cash app. Uh, Elmer, Elmer, we'll split this three I, ways. I'm giving him a discount. My <laughs> favorite than that. One hundred and fifty dollars. Hey, no, at the cheap? beginning of this, and this is recorded. You said you better get something from free here on the the live stream. No, that was Elmer that said that. That wasn't Doctor Kevin. Well, he didn't speak up. <laughs> The other thing is, I have another question for you, yeah. which is your prayer. Is it dialogue or monologue? Um, dialogue or monologue, uh, meaning like, what would... Monologue prayer, which is the kind that most people li li learn in traditional churches, is all about speaking to God. Uh -huh. Dialogue prayer which is somewhat goes more into some of the, some of the Eastern concepts, but not completely. Um, but dialogue prayer is, I talk to God and I know God's gonna talk back to me. I know that I'm gonna pay attention and I'm gonna listen because I will never not get the advice or the insight or the guidance or the wisdom. And I'm not just gonna go, blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah, yeah, then it's 100% it's dialogue. Good. Because growing up, uh, 
and I, I love my, I grew up in a Christian family. Um, and a lot of it, I, I believe was kind of in, in that, that realm of, of monologue more yeah. than, you know, and, and me, I found recently kind of found my way back to speaking to God, but in a way to where I can be my total self and there's nothing hindering me of, of you know, don't say that cuss word while you're talking to God or whatever. It was, it's just me talking and having a, a personal relationship and then listening and really listening and wanting a conversation back and as opposed to just like, oh, you know, thank you for this food and our, oh, you know, um, bless, bless this day or, or whatever, you know, which is to me, it's a, is a, the, the shittiest relationship ever to have, you know, a relationship with someone where all you do is, is ask them something and walk away or ask them for something to do something for you and then take off. Isn't like, Hey, can you, parents? Um, yeah. What's that? <laughs> Isn't that what they call parents? <laughs> yeah. Right. And so like, for me, I, I found that that works for me in, in meditation in that, you know, I'll, I'll be in my car and I'll turn on some, some, uh, some meditation music and I'll talk and I'll just talk and then I'll wait and I'll, I just listen. Okay. So next, then, next time you're struggling, mm -hmm. next time you're struggling with that emptiness, and at some other point, we really need to talk because you're such a friggin' empath. But that's another conversation. Um, and you're struggling. All I want you to do is say, okay, God, I'm here. I'm listening. I'm ready. Show me me through your eyes. Mm. Tell me what you see, God. And when you see how God sees you, you cannot be depressed. You cannot be down on yourself. You cannot feel bad because God looks at the beautiful, complete, ever perfecting you. Wow. Yeah. So if and you're Ed, thank you. I do gotta, yeah. I I, yeah, I do got to get your number. <laughs> and but, uh, We only got five minutes left. And there is one question that popped up on Facebook that I okay. want to make sure we get to. Um, Mark is asking, um, when do you have some new music coming out? Mark who? Mark. Mark uh, Kenneth Lewis. Oh, that's my dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he has a my new thing. Hi, dad. Came out. Uh, no, but I have. Uh, you owe him money, huh? Back home, <laughs> back home, his new single. Yep, and I actually am working on new music right now. Um, and I'm, I'll actually tell you the, the the name of the two singles, and this will be the first time I've I've said it to the world. But I'm releasing a song called Streetlights, and that'll come out in July. Wow. And then I'm gonna re release a song called Do You Want Me. And that'll come out in August. We'll release two singles this year, uh, followed by some videos, uh, music videos. And so, yeah, uh, this summer, I got some some new music uh, releasing into the world. Yay. Fabulous. I, I'm excited. I, and I, I love Back Home, by the way. That was one of the other ones I love. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Um, 
So I want to get two quick things in. One, how is your wife doing? How is her health? She's doing amazing, actually. Uh, I think 2020, even though it was a, it wasn't, it was a crazy year. Uh, through that, her health, she got help, started eating right, started exercising, and she's just doing, she's doing fantastic. I mean, better than definitely better than she was uh, at the end of 2019 when when her disease kind of got the best of her. Uh, yeah, and she's been great. And I'm, you know, I'm just so proud of her and how strong she is to be able to just push forward and, and keep going. Um, she's, she's a rock, man. She's, she teaches me every day, you know, how to be just a strong, courageous human being. She's amazing. And she's a beauty too. And she's, and she's fine too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a plus. So your wife, more inspiring, motivating, or butt-kicking? Or um, all three. All, all of, yeah, all three. No, I, it, was, it, it, was, uh, it was, which one was she the most of? Inspiring, the motivating, or butt-kicking? Um, I would say, I would say motivating. For me she she always has the right words to, to push me and motivate me but she also can be butt kicking too man like i would just, i would have to say butt kicking because she's she's a she, she's go. a hard ass man well, yeah she's well, like butt kicking can be motivating yeah and, and it yeah. definitely is in, in my sense like she's she's yeah she's a butt kicker man she she makes it happen motivating is from come on come butt kicking from behind Get your butt moving. It's just a directional <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh, butt okay. kicking, man. I'm going I'm to say much, butt kicking. Yep. How much time do we have left, Elmer? Because I know Two you minutes. like to just... Oh, that's great. I want, <laughs> I want you to write me a song on your dialoguing with God. Oh, man. I, okay, I will. How does he get a song? I've known you longer than him. What the heck is going on in this show? Hey, this happens to you every time. Every time. Yeah, I'm going to stop bringing people on here that I know. We're bringing some strangers. So, so Rain, before we, before we have to end the show, who's our next guest? Our next guest, I can't remember his last name for whatever crazy reason, but Warren, and he's on all sorts of comic shows. and Warren Hall. He is, Warren B. Hall. Yeah, Warren B. Hall. B. Hall. He's hilarious. You're gonna love this guy. He's funny. He's nice. He's he's a friend of our, our Johnny that we had on before. Uh, he's just a super awesome guy. You're gonna love him. And we've got some super guests coming on here. We've had some super guests. I mean, you know, even though I, I get mean. pushed to the back seat. Yeah, like you, Joe James, writing a song for Dr. Kevin. Yeah, that that space is gone for you. Forget it. <laughs> All right, we gotta oh. go. Miss Joe, Mr. Joe James, when when those two new songs are out, we need to get you back on so we can talk about them. What was the name of the second yes. one? Do uh, I? Do you want me? Yeah. Well, we already tried to get you up and shake your butt, so you know Rain and I do, and Albert doesn't <laughs> count. So hey, you're all set. Your question's been answered. Start yes, the music. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>